Welcome back and to the second half of a conversation with Teresa Hoffman here on the Everyday Faith Podcast. You can jump in here, but I encourage you to go listen to the first half of this conversation at some point. This episode builds on the essentiality of being in the presence of God every day that we talked about in part one. Here in the second half of the conversation, Teresa and I go to the Word to talk about learning to hear His voice and shifting our value to desire His presence above all else. Again, you're going to love this conversation, and I know that you'll get just as much out of it as I did. One of the things that I frequently have people say to me in DMs or conversation is that they don't feel like they hear from God. And so they've kind of given up on going into his presence because they're like, oh, well, it doesn't work anyway. I'm not even saying that as a like, oh, you guys, come on. What do you mean you don't hear? No, 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 no. I'm saying this as it gives me a compassionate heart when they say this because of course they've stopped going into his presence if they think this isn't working. This isn't what everyone promised me it would be, right? Like that's tough. I get it. Mm -hmm. So this is not a condemnation that I am speaking. Mm -hmm. This is to lead into a place that I hope that you all can hear. How do you start this? How do you start to hear his voice so that you can be led, so that you can be doing all of these things that we're talking about? So if you were talking to someone, what is something you would say to them regarding this? Your ability to hear God's voice must come reading the word of God. You have to be reading it on a regular basis. It's almost like, how would I recognize your voice, Tabitha, when you called me if I didn't regularly hear your voice? Hey, it's me. Oh, hey, how's it going? What are you up to today? The reason why I know you and the person who's saying, hey, it's me, is that I've talked to you before or I've heard your voice. I hear how you sound. I hear your encouragement and not your anger. I hear your love for me. I hear the way you believe in me. That's familiar to me when I hear your voice. You have to be reading scripture to be able to hear his voice inside your heart. The voice of the Holy Spirit communes with your born-again spirit. Mm. I think often people who are not believers will be drawn to truth, but they must believe that he is, Jesus Christ, is the Son of God and have that moment of believing and having faith for their spirit to now be able to have ears that hear him yes and eyes that see him we gain eyes and ears when our spirit becomes now joined with his reborn re-energized eternal so when we have the holy spirit the holy spirit speaks to us and our spirit interprets it for our brain So I think a lot of times people are hearing from the Lord, but it sounds like them. Like, dude, come on. (laughs) It's our own verbiage. (laughs) It's our own verbiage. It's our own uh, language. Hello, he's not going to speak in Hebrew. Right. He's Because we wouldn't understand it. So take it to that next level. He's going to be speaking to your spirit. Your spirit's going to interpret it then to be your own language. Oftentimes we go, that's me. That's my inner voice. It's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. It's going to be okay. Is that your inner inner speech? No, that might be the Holy Spirit just telling you. It's going to be okay. It's learning to trust it. It is. It is. And 
to also trust the fact that mm-hmm. your spirit has been remade. Yeah. And if that is a truth that you are not super clear on, mm-hmm. that is something to study, to understand that you are a remade spirit. Because Amen. there is that, that line of thinking of, I can't trust anything that I think. Well, if you are an unbeliever, if you have not given your life to Jesus, then that's one thing. But if you're a believer, you're a remade spirit. And mm-hmm. the same spirit of God who raised Jesus' dead body from the grave lives in you. Amen. It's practice. There is a it scenario is in my life mm-hmm. where I was young and I was inexperienced in hearing the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to tell me to not do it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know it was his voice. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was me. Yeah. And so I got myself into a real terrible situation. Yeah. And I don't have any condemnation for younger Tabitha because A, what's the point? It's already done. B, she just hadn't practiced listening to him. You're never too young to know his voice. You're never too anything to hear his voice. Too young, too old, too far removed, too anything. How do you know you're a Christian? Mm. Ask yourself that. Mm -hmm. How do you know that? Is there some diploma that came floating down the moment you believed and you can (laughs) hold on to that? We know we're Christian because we believe God's word. Yes. And it says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that you are a Christian, you have eternal life forever. And we believe that. And honestly, I don't think you'll find a Christian over the whole earth to say, I'm not sure. I'm not really sure on that one. But then as these other things subsequently follow, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about healing. I'm not sure about prosperity. I'm not sure if God wants me to be happily married, to have more friendships or be in this. I'm not sure about all this. It gets a little muddy. And why? Why are those muddy? But the initial one isn't. Ask yourself that. And then you have to go to the scripture. My sheep hear my voice. The voice of a stranger they don't follow. We have been promised not only eternal life, but to hear Jesus's own voice and to be led by him in the little and the big things in our life. We are able to hear his voice by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. God is pleased by our faith. We walk by faith that we hear his voice. Yep. And so every time you say, I cannot hear his voice, I can't hear his voice. I go into prayer. What are you talking about? I don't hear his voice. You're making a reality that is against God mm-hmm. and his word. Friends, if you have time at some point, there is another conversation episode with our dear pastor, Michelle, all about faith mm-hmm. and its power and what it is in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you to listen to that in conjunction with this, because Teresa and I can't address both of these topics yeah. in one conversation. So take a minute. Go find it, put it in your playlist, listen to it at another time, because it's going to help kind of solidify some of what we just said. And I also have to stick this in here. If when Teresa asked the question, how do you know that you're a Christian? If that brought up a lot of questions for you, I invite you to go sit in Romans chapter 10 and just let the spirit minister to you. If you find that you're not sure, then it is a, it is an invitation and a place for you to write then and there. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead and that you will be saved. Amen. 
because that is the first and then trusting that's now the truth now boom you're new you're remade mm-hmm. and how fantastic that is god is not separate from his word Ooh. you discard any part of his word i just don't even want to entertain that mm-hmm. i want to be the one to believe it all if he made sure it was between genesis and revelation i'm going to believe it he made sure Every single one of these words was in this book. Not one of them are a mistake. Not one of them. And not one of them can be reasoned out with religious doctrine. Not one of them. He is God. He is his word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Nothing was made without the word of God. So coming back to it, it's like, just read his word. You'll be in his presence. He is the word. Really, these little letters here are our God. Well, these are special words. These are very special words to us. They're not just encouraging uh, poetry or philosophy. Those words are actually alive and they're actually active mm. in a spiritual level that is not explainable in our physical realm, period. When you speak his word in a situation where, let's say, your mind is going in circles with an a thought of anxiety, and out of your mouth comes a scripture concerning that anxiety, I will be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, I'll make my wants known to God right now. Yes. When that happens, you, that merry-go-round halts. Something miraculous and amazing happens. Mm. That merry-go-round stops, and the word of God alters the atmosphere. Why? It's alive and it is active. It's truth. It's the same power that created the universe. Yes. God hovered over the waters and he said, let there be light and light was. Yes. And that's the same power that is found in the word of God. So if you want his presence, if you need his healing, if you need his salvation, if you need your mind to be renewed, it's all there. Yes. You just start, and the power of reading the word, comprehending it, speaking it. There's no other power. That is the power of God, his presence here on the earth. Yes. And it's still creating. It's creating in your life. Yep. And I'm going to ask everybody to just bear with me on this next thing because I might ruffle a few feathers and I'm okay with that. That there is this idea circulating out there that if if I'm just praying and listening to worship music, that's enough. But without the word as their foundation, without the word as my entrance into the understanding of prayer and worship, they become empty. If you are struggling, get in the word, get in, speak his word out loud. And this is something that I know from deep experience in my life. There is a time when I thought, guys, Lord, forgive me. This is such arrogance. You ready for this? I thought I knew the Bible. And so I didn't really need to read it. And that is so tragic that there were a few years that I actually thought that I thought that because it turns out I really don't think that. Because it's completely a lie. You can never know it too much. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite verses. Mm-hmm. Your word was found and I ate it. I ate it. Mm-hmm. And it became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. Worship is awesome. Yes. Worship music is, especially in those times where you're under attack. Absolutely. Get it in. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on. And get back in in that atmosphere. 
that atmosphere, but it is, it's not the meal. It's not the yeah, meal. Yeah, that's a great way to say it. It can't be the meal. It's, it's just not enough. It's not, some of these wonderful worship leaders have great, I mean, it's all based on the Psalms or it has a scripture in it. Yes, grab a hold of it. Sure. If that is the only thing you have at that moment, then take that scripture and speak it. But you have to have the meal. You have to eat it. Your words were found and I ate them. And the second part is the reason why the first part of the verse is so. Your words were found, and I ate them, and they became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. So when I got into that word and I was eating it, what I found there and why it was delightful is because I discovered that I am called by his name. I discovered in his word who I am because of who he is. That is what makes it so essential, so delightful. That's why it became the joy of my heart. It is that peace and that joy that surpasses understanding. And that's why we get in his word, which ushers us into his presence. So good. That's exactly it. The thing about worship to some people, they think that, oh, what a God, that all he wants to do is be worshipped exalted. Right. Is that my only job for eternity? Oh, good Lord. I don't know if I want to do that forever. What's, what's in it for me? This, you know what I mean? Yes, it's like, I do. what kind of God? You got to totally just keep know. worshiping him. Does he need that? Oh, I don't want to have anything to do with that. I get that. Yeah. Because they don't have a revelation of what it is to be in his presence, to be in, in a worship place, to be listening to his words back to God is love. Mm. And what do we all want? to be loved, to, to be surrounded with love, to be known and loved for who we are. All of these things we've spoken about today comes to that. Because as we pour out our focus on him, as we pour out our worship, as we pour out our, our, um, our ability, to, our time to sit and read his word, as we do that, what returns to us is a knowing that we are known by him, that we know ourselves, that we yeah. know the deep parts that we don't understand about ourselves. He reveals those things. And we are so loved. To be loved for eternity like that, to be loved for who you are, that's why he made you. I frequently will ask about practical things because life, life gets practical. There's dogs that need to be walked and kids that need to be taken to school and husbands that need to be listened to and... <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> you know what's fun for me right now is I'm imagining so many people out there being like, yeah, no, that's exactly what happens in marriage. I need to listen to my husband. And I was thinking about asking the question of like, what are some practical things? But it just feels so dissonant. It doesn't feel right. Because what I'm realizing, the real question is what value in me needs to shift in order to make this oh i'm getting so priority. excited right now because that is exactly it what value what value what treasure do you need to go find in that yard that you need to pour every bit of sweat out to find it is so good that it can't be ignored yeah what what is it that you need you're gonna find it in that place what is the answer? Yeah, It's going to be found in that place. What is the practical way to do this? How do I get organized? 
in order to have time to do all of these things that I want to do. That is evidence. Oh gosh, friends. That is evidence of our earth self trying to do things on our own power. When we are willing to offer up the question to him instead of looking for ourselves to do, I'm going to go in extreme here. Let's say I am 27 years old and I have three small children and a side hustle and my husband is working (laughs) two jobs. Hopefully a legal side hustle. Let's say that it is legal. Let's just go straight for the legal. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got a mom who's not doing well and needs some extra help. And I've got commitments at my kid's school and I've got all of these things. The last thing that you need Mm -hmm. is more pressure to do more. Mm -hmm. What you actually Mm -hmm. need is while you are standing in the shower crying Mm -hmm. is to turn the posture of your heart to your creator who is crying with you because he is like, oh, sweetheart, I love you Mm -hmm. and say, show me how and where I can be. Amen. And he will answer it. What is it sometimes, you know, that we go to in those moments? There's a lot of things that physically make us feel just a little more able to handle that, whether it's going to buy Starbucks and getting yourself, you know, a sweet coffee drink in the afternoon to help us keep going or or sugar or whatever, whatever. There's, there's things that we do. There's things that we have that we feel hungry and we need to get that. And that'll satisfy for the moment because we're rushing and we're moving. So if you develop the habit of being with God in prayer, and then you have that sweet satisfaction right. of those five minutes, oh my goodness, that felt so good to get in his presence, to get realigned, to get my focus on track, see the Jesus perspective of my life, to get up in the eagle's position and look down and see. Your brain will actually tell you to keep doing that. Yes. Yeah. Because we do, we there's certain wonderful little drops that drop into our brain when something feels good, and God designed us that way. Whether it's all of a sudden that that cup of coffee makes us feel good, or if it's that cookie, same thing. I know we're bringing it down to a soulful level, but honestly, same thing happens with God. Because I've gotten to the point where if I don't spend my time with the Lord, it doesn't. It just doesn't. Like it's a habit. Mm-hmm. It's really habit. And the more you do it, the next day, the more you want to do it. Yep. I mean, and get that positive reinforcement. So if you take those few minutes and just go, God, that felt so good to get refocused, you're going to want to do it the next day. Mm -hmm. And it's not a matter of I have to. You don't have to go get the cup of coffee. It just, it it helps you get through the afternoon. (laughs) Yes. Right? And so if the trigger to get in the word is, what is it that I need? Uh Uh-huh. It happens in a flash. We honestly don't even know that we're doing it most of the time. Our subconscious is like, I have a need. I have a need. And it registers as something that we have already associated as a positive, whether it's opening Instagram, whether it's That's true. Taking, mm-hmm. taking that next cup of coffee out, mm-hmm. um, whatever it is. But if we're able to just, and guys, it's amazing. His, the brain that he gave us is mm-hmm. so powerful. If we even just say... I would like to notice when I'm feeling a need. Oh, it it gets answered immediately. It's true. And so if we're able to say, what if today, one time, 
when I notice that I'm feeling a need, instead of reaching for the thing I normally reach for, I reach for the word. Guys, it's everywhere. It's in your phone right now. True. All you have to do is download your version. It's that easy. It's right there. Mm-hmm. And they make it excruciatingly easy to get <laughs> into yes. anything that yeah. you need. You can search by emotion. It's true. Yeah. They have a verse of the day right there. It's uh-huh. all, it is actually impossible to open that app and not be instantly confronted with the word. And then, and then, and this is something I'd love to share right now on your podcast. I love this. Take that word and turn it into a prayer. Yes. Don't make it a huge amount of word. Make it one verse oh, yes. and turn it into a prayer. Turn it into a prayer to the Lord, whether you put it in first person, whether you take a promise and you declare it, Lord, I'm going to receive this promise you gave me over my life right now. And just begin that one-on-one talk with his own words, because that gives you confidence. He says he looks over his word to perform it. That's a promise. He's looking over the earth for his word to be spoken by you to bring it to pass. So pray the word of God. So a scripture that Teresa and I kind of called up before we started was the story of Peter walking on the water. I mean, this story has been talked about so much, right? But it's always so good because there's so much to get out of it. I agree. I love declarative prayer. Yeah. Where it's not so much where I'm like, Lord, I need this thing. Yeah, please. But it's declaring what is true. Amen. And in this passage, Jesus says some really powerful things that we can then turn around and say back to him. So first, this is so funny. First, he's walking past them on the water and they're like, a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) And Jesus said, be brave and don't be afraid. I am here. So if I'm in a tough spot, what can I do? Lord, I choose to be brave. Amen. I choose to not be afraid because you are here. Amen. And then Peter shouts, because he's Peter, Lord, if it's really you, have me join you on the water. Jesus replied, and in my brain, I love to think that Jesus shouts back. Oh, yeah. Because there's me. a storm. To me, I feel like he he throws his head back, yeah, laughing. Because it's Peter. I I think he threw his head back, laughing. Oh, like totally. we need to see the Lord when we read about his stories, laughing much more. because oh, he was the yes. joy of the Lord is our strength. God is <gasps> full, filled with joy. Jesus was a joyful personality. Come, come, because Jesus says, "Come and join me." <laughs> ah, come and join so me. So if <laughs> I just say. Lord, I choose to be brave and to not be afraid because you are here. I choose to come and join you. It's that easy. You just take a verse. I share this all the time through EDF, Mm. the apostolic prayers. And there's so many resources, but Mm. I've shared those enough times that I'm, I'm hoping that you guys hear them because I cannot emphasize them enough. The significance of praying these prayers over ourselves. So, and they're some of them are longer than others. But even if you just take four verses, if you write your name in them and like put them on your cabinet, they're right there. If you take one and you put it on your bathroom mirror, it's right there. They're so rich. So um, rich. They, it, it really is quite the meal. 
Oh, goodness. So I have found... They're not snacks. No. Even in um, following the Lord all these years, that that prayer was awesome. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just filled. And I didn't quite get to the root of it until recently. So I've been breaking them down and like really using my self-control. <laughs> when, you, when you start loving the world, you want to just keep going, you know, but stopping one verse a week, Teresa, every day mm-hmm. on that, you know, Ephesians 1, 17, 18, yes. 19. And you just take one verse oh, I love and it. you start peeling it away. And when I did on that Ephesians 1, 17, and I began to peel it, it just begins to open up. May the God of the Lord Jesus Christ covenant. Mm-hmm. Now he is our father. He's our God. All of a sudden it's personal. Mm. May he give and just pour out riches. First of all, that's his posture pouring out on us as we open up the word as we go into prayer as we just are aware of his presence he is ready to pour down upon us riches of the spirit and what is that the holy spirit and what is the holy spirit the spirit of wisdom the spirit of revelation why why is he pouring these riches so that we can know him. That's so good. So we can know him because he's good and he loves us. That's why we want that. Mm-hmm. And I just I just stayed right there one week. And then the next week, it was about knowing me. Because then he said that the light of God would light your imagination with understanding of the hope of our call, your personal call personal. So first he pours down riches, wisdom and revelation of who he is. And then that light pours into our imagination so we can understand who we are in him. What's the hope of our personal calling? Love those scriptures. And I hope that we can all just take a moment to really hear what Teresa just said for what it is, because here is someone who's been a genuine walking with Jesus believer for more than a minute. It's been a while. Who is in leadership, who is teaching, who just said, I fixated on one verse. So if you ever feel shamed for not doing more than a verse, one word from God can change your life. Don't let that lie settle in there. If you need to remember that every time you're like, oh, I only got one verse. Well, so did Teresa. (laughs) No, we're not comparing. But to help you feel validated and to fight those lies, it is not about 45 minutes with the word. That's not what it's about. It is about quality over quantity. You know what? Sometimes I've had more quality in the 37 seconds that I was genuinely open in my heart posture than the 40 minutes where I was distracted and Mm -hmm. not willing to submit myself to God. Mm -hmm. I'll be seeking after, Lord, I need to get that feeling that I had in your presence the other day and it was so good. And so I'm going to try to do all the things that I got there. Like it's a formula and it's not. And he will just remind me of my own message. Mm 
<laughs> right? Mm -hmm. And he reminds me, it's not about what you're doing, sweetheart. It's about turning towards me. Put your eyes on Jesus. That's all. Do you think Peter had the ability to walk on water because he was holy? The only reason Peter walked on water is because his eyes were on Jesus. He said, come, and he never took his eyes off Jesus the whole time he was walking on the storm. Remember that? Yeah. Jesus didn't make it easy for him. He didn't make it a nice, smooth, glassy surface. He just said, come, you, come. And Peter's eyes locked in. And sadly, the moment his eyes took off the focus, he looked at the storm, the waves, it stopped. But Jesus is always there. Oh, Peter, you have little faith. He was right there, pulled him up and put him in the boat. And guess what? Peter did it again and again. I don't know if it was specifically walking on water. But he fell and he got up and he fell. Oh, I denied you three times. And then there was Jesus on the shore after his resurrection. Peter. Peter's like, that's him. He's on the shore. Peter didn't be like, turn the boat around. I screwed up. Turn the boat around. I can't go. I can't go to Jesus. I messed up. I denied him. I'm no longer his friend. I mean, talk about Peter's heart. Oh, constantly returning to the word made flesh, constantly returning. And he kept messing up. But I love that. Don't we all love that about him? Because that's the way I see myself, honestly. <sighs> but Jesus is always there on the shore, ready to feed him some more. Yep. And I love, because sometimes I feel a little bit Peter, like Peter frequently just doesn't know to stay quiet. I'll just start talking like when the, the transfiguration happened and Peter was like, I'll build you guys some houses. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like me and you, doesn't it? Yeah. A little That's bit a great revelation. Let's go ahead. Let's, Let's do, do it a dance. right now. Let's do a dance for that. That's a great revelation. Oh, Let's do a ministry for I that. Idea. We Let's, could choreograph a whole show around Let's this do idea. a show. Let's do oh. a theater piece. Let's, and then we could turn it into something that travels. Yes. Oh my goodness. Who yeah. can we hire? To, and then, it, yeah. Okay. Let's write, let's write a book. Let's, let's make a video. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I get it. Exactly. I get him hundred percent. Totally get him. It's the passion. It's this, it's this fervor and excitement about Jesus and Jesus not he's not mad about that but he's he has this quiet invitation to Peter I imagine in my head guys this is not the Bible this is an imagination that I've had that Jesus spent a lot of time like nodding and smiling listening to him letting him be seen letting him be heard yes yes, yes. and offering this place of trust to Peter you can trust me. I'm always going to be here for you. And that's why Peter was able to always go back to him is because Jesus wasn't doing the thing of like, why you always got to be like this? <laughs> Stop already. He didn't do that. He let, and Peter you know, what's so cool. Excited. You know, what's so cool is that um, Jesus said, your name will be rock. Yeah. And on this, I will build my church. That, you know what that means? It means that who Peter is, is really who the church is. Yeah. You know, oh, the way yeah. Peter is passionate, messing up here and there. <laughs> We're trying to work it through. Yeah. Working through our 
salvation. Like, you know, but that's on, on you, on your faith. Tenacity. tenacity. Dogged tenacity. That's the type of faith that this church of Jesus Christ is going to be built on. It's just, you keep returning and you keep her right here. You're just not going to leave me. You're not going to get, um, you know, run away and get upset with your own behavior. Judas did. Yeah. Oh, that's an awesome contrast. Think about that. Judas was like, I screwed up and there's no going back. Peter always went back. Judas chose separation. And that's the heart of God. It's not that judgment, black and white. It's, I never knew you. It does not matter how many religious boxes I choose to check off. It only matters that I choose to lock my eyes on Jesus. Period. That's all it takes. These conversations have been an absolute pleasure for me to record. And if you haven't had the chance to listen to the first part of this conversation, you got to go back and check it out because it will bring even more richness and understanding to what Teresa shared here. If you are loving these, I would love to know your thoughts, revelations, and what the Lord has taught you. So leave a comment here on the podcast or find me on Instagram at Everyday Faith Ministries or even find me online at everydayfaithministries.com. Also, check out the show notes for all the scripture that we referenced and how you can follow Teresa. Thank you so much again, friends, and I hope this has inspired you to get into his presence today 